I remember uh, before COVID, I I was I would heavily YouTube all kinds of like natural disaster shit that would happen throughout the world. I would just look up like what happened in Europe, and it will pop up with all kinds of uh, crazy shit that happened. And and I I I remember telling the dude that I work with, I'm like. I, I look back at 9-11 and I'm like, this, that something of that magnitude or bigger is has to happen eventually again. Not not saying like someone's going to attack the U.S., not specifically that, but something is going to happen where everyone in the world is going to get affected. I told I remember telling him that. But I didn't know. I was just thinking, like, because eventually, if you look at every every, if you look at every nation, country, empire that has risen to power, has all fallen. Everything, everything eventually falls, and so I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, we. I feel like because of technology, and because we have guns. We overlook how easily shit can get shut down. Because guns can only save you from, like, physical attacks. When people coming at you, an animal, so, they can save you, right? But what happens when if the earth is gone or, or something hit, like a meteor? Let's say a meteor, right? Let's say the... Let's say a solar flare, shit that you you can't you can't stop. It's gonna happen, and it will reset us. It resets society uh, within days. And now we don't. Then what happens? Whoever survives, I don't even know how the hell because it's it'd be it'd take. You know how they have those prepper guys? The what? The preppers, the guys who doomsday prepper guys. Oh yeah, those guys are probably to be the most prepared. Because they got the bunkers, they got the self-sustaining food resources. They got they they know they. I'm sure they're pretty read up and knowledgeable when it comes to being able to self-sustain themselves and and so many people. But I've always just been thinking like, <clears throat> if something happens to if something cataclysmic happens, it's we're done. It's done. It's like like the, the, um, we depend on on technology so much for our everyday anything. We get groceries. People, you can just order, and groceries come to your door. You don't have to see another person. Yeah, everything, you don't want. everything has has changed. Remember how we used to be like? Imagine if Buffalo Wild Wings delivered, huh? Remember? Yeah, <laughs> like that would yeah, be hella tight. Because it would be hella gay when we ordered, and then we'd have to go get it, especially in the winter time when it was cold outside, and you didn't want to get out, and go outside because it'd be cold. And I remember you telling me. And that. then DoorDash happened. And then Uber Eats and all that stuff happened. And now it's so accessible, you could just order something. Like nothing. And then we just trust people, huh? We just trust people with our food. And I, now it's a double trust because you're trusting the restaurant and then it gets handed to a third party and then they bring it to you. Trust them as in like they're not going to tamper with it or trust them as they're going to give you all your shit like that? Both. Mm. Well, that's tampering regardless. Right? If they take something 
Or well, if they didn't fulfill your meal, like let's say you ordered two fries and whatever, and they only gave you one because it's sealed, the guy, I don't think the guy can check it or can he check it? I thought they sealed the bag with a sticker. Some people seal it. Some restaurants seal it. And even with your drinks, they put like a sticker, I forgot, like on top of it. So like if it's ten, if it's messed with, you would know. Hmm. And it like, but not everybody does that. And it's just trust within people and and if you order DoorDash, what, 30 times? One of them persons is not going to be a good person, you think so? Well, if they're DoorDashing, you think that they need the money. Like they're, they're working a job. You think they're working it because they need money like anyone else. Because how many how many people in your job are like assholes or shitty for no reason? Shitty for no reason? I just always got a bad mood or probably or a negative mindset. Probably one. One? Within uh, how many employees? Well I, well, I only have to deal with so many people every day. So, I mean, I, I interact with like three three people max. But like if you talk about just the in my department, the the uh, it's all dudes that work on cars. There's no women. So it's all dudes. Out of all those motherfuckers there, don't I'm cool with everyone. No issues with anyone. I, I don't talk to everyone all every day because we're separated by a wall. So I don't talk to them every day. But out of everyone in that in that whole department, there's only one dude that I'd say I'd consider to be like shitty sometimes for no reason and just sometimes straight just hateful. And I don't understand why. So like in on average, how many you think? How many Okay, and and when you encounter a hundred people, how many of those people are not necessarily bad people, but are likely to have something like that, to do something like that? If I were just to guess, yeah, I'd say probably ten, ten out of those hundred to just so, be hateful for no reason. So if you order a hundred times through DoorDash, somebody's gonna fuck with your food through one of those orders. Mm, I don't know. Because I remember, too, they were also doing deliveries for Walmart and Myers and stuff. And I remember one time, this was like during COVID, like hard. And uh, we were getting, we got, um, we ordered from Walmart to try it out. And then the dude who came, he had a dirty ass car. Like it was... um, I don't remember the car. I don't dirty, remember. dirty? Like nasty, dirty. And um, not that bad, I guess. I don't want to like, you know, make <laughs> him look like the worst ever. But his shit was dirty everywhere. And he hopped out. He was in the shirt and some shorts and some flip-flops. Yeah, and, and on top of that, it, uh, when you're working, huh? That's just, that's not how you present yourself to any work, huh? But Even it's because I think, I think... People who do the those type of things are more likely to work in like comfortable, whatever they feel comfortable because it's no, it's understandable. It's understandable. You can wear whatever you want. I'm pretty sure there's not a dress code. I'm not saying you have to dress a certain way, but I'm just saying like it didn't look like there was no effort in in, in anything. He just went and opened his car, or whatever, 
And then um, I even helped him get some of the groceries out. And I remember thinking like, I don't know, right? I don't know. But by the look of his car, which was hella dirty, I understand if it's like a little bit of stuff or whatever. I don't know. But there was shit was everywhere in the back, everything. And I was like, like, damn, there's no, when it comes to DoorDash and stuff like that, there's no quality control as far as like people um, inspecting the drivers every once in a while, like who work for DoorDash, like, hey, boom, boom, surprise pop up. Where's your vehicle to see if it's up to code or whatever. Safe for food. Right, because it's like mandatory, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, it's mandatory at every restaurant to wash your hands if you're an employee. Because he said that's like, a, I think it was the number one cause of disease or or for something to get sick or something. It, because He said, so you have to wash your hands. It's the law if you're an employee because all that germs from when you shit or whatever, you're bringing that into the restaurant and then you're cooking. That's why they made it a law. So uh, there's there's nobody. So if you constantly order from DoorDash, you're just putting your trust in another human. And we should be able to do that, right? That nobody will tamper with your stuff. But I think also people um, people get upset if you don't tip, right? It has to be. If you don't tip or you tip. Because I know some people who tip like a dollar or two. That's like nothing. Huh? And some people, I've heard people who tip 50 cents, 75 cents. I think there was a guy at my work who said that, that he'll tip like 15 cents. And I'm like, damn, that's like almost insulting, huh? That's because I don't know if they, I don't know who who's to blame. Like, do they know that uh, tips are a big part of their, what they take home? Or maybe he thinks that he's already, paying for the service so that she shouldn't have to tip on top or something. I don't know. And I seen, I seen a video of somebody saying that because I, I think I seen somebody, they made a video about, um, a door dasher, I think believe made a video saying that he hated people with no tips saying he was describing like how, like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he, he like said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be on like this if you, if you don't tip or something. I'm not going to, doesn't mean he's going to tamper with your stuff. I'm just saying he's probably not going to make it like as quick as possible, make, put his full effort into getting you the food high or whatever, something like that. And then I seen somebody said the problem with DoorDash is that it's the first place when you order something online that they bring you stuff. It's the first place where they, you tipping in advance, right? So you don't know the service you're going to receive and you're already tipping. And Based on that, like, because I'm pretty sure on the app, it shows them if they got tipped or not before they give you the order. So even if you were going to tip in cash, which I don't think a lot of people do, but maybe they do. I don't know. Even if you're going to tip in cash, they wouldn't know that until they step to your front door. So you're paying, like, it's not like a restaurant where you sit down and you judge the service of your waiter and you're like, okay, she. She's been doing everything or he's been doing everything right. I'm gonna give him uh I'm gonna give him twenty bucks or whatever. You can't judge it. It's just like it's just a surprise. You gotta tip and hope everything is good. So they were saying that it was not tick it was not 
particularly fair to either side because the, the customer doesn't know the service he's getting and then uh, the driver may not get tipped at all. So they were saying that should be a DoorDash thing where they should eliminate that by offering some type of pay. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know the solution, but it's just, I seen, I seen that where people are saying it's not fair to either party. It sucks. It sucks when you, it sucks when you got to depend on someone else to be generous. Like, even if you, even if you do the best job, the best job you can possibly do to get their food on time and get it as hot as they, you can get it to them and they still might not tip you. I, f- I feel like that's pretty gay. I feel like that should, you should, if anything, I think you should already get paid good and tip should be a bonus. Yeah. Because you shouldn't have, like, I never understood why <clears throat> people who work as waiters or waitresses have to, the, the bulk of their income comes from tips. Like they should already be getting paid good, right? And the tip should be a bonus. And they, because I remember when I used when I used to be a waiter uh, in Bay City, and I hated it. It was it was it was it was not. You hated the job, or you? Hated- I hated the job. I hated oh. everything to do with it. And I was there only because my sister was a waitress, and it was after school, so. I was there for a few hours, and since I was there, like I said, well, if you want to work, you, you can work, and I'll pay you, and it was like $2 an hour, and then you got tips, and I was like, and that's just what it was, $2 an hour, and then- What the hell? And then you got tips. So then when people came in, then here, I'm hella antisocial. I don't like talking to nobody. If I don't have to, I'm not going to talk to you. I only say shit when this shit got to be said. So- I but it's because now it's a job, and it, being how we were brought up is like you. Whenever you have a job, you got to do it to the best of your ability. You can't it's be lazy. Your, it's your responsibility now. Yeah, now you got to put your maximum effort because you're you're doing a job, and you got to always fulfill that job to the best of your ability. So I, when people came in, it was like, "Oh, how you doing? Sit down, welcome, whatever." And I'm like, "You can tell it's not me," and I'm not sure if they can tell it's not me. But I had to do it because it was like mandatory. You're supposed to greet the customer, sit them down, give them menus, ask them what they want to drink, remember what the hell they said. And you weren't writing it down? Are you talking about the drinks and stuff? Just the drinks. I would write down the food because I had no idea. But I only took food. I only took food, two people's orders uh, through, the, through the few weeks that I was there, like a week or two that I was doing it. And it, um, Mainly, I was just get them drinks and bring them chips and salsa. That's all I did. And then when we got slow, I went to the kitchen and then I would wash the dishes. But I was only there for like two, three hours every day during the school week. Just until my sister was done and then my dad would come pick us up. Mm. That's Yeah, that seems like unfair to the people who work there. Yeah, and, To be and, getting paid like $2.00. And then there's stories of people um, keeping the tips, right? I think there's certain um, certain employers and stuff that they uh, they actually pay them a wage, like eight, ten dollars an hour, and then they keep the tips. 
which is fucked up. Like the, the the tips in the tip jar or the tips that no, are left the on? tips that are like that that they give on the table for the waitress. You're supposed to put them somewhere. Yeah, they don't keep it. I don't know how it's collected. If they put it in a box, I don't know. I don't know how it's collected, but they don't get to keep it. And there was um, I, there's multiple stories about people doing that. Even big restaurants not allowing the waitress or waiter to keep the tips. And that's pretty fucked up. But I think the majority of people I run into on a daily basis are good people. I have more good encounters than bad. And um, like you said, you don't know, you said that wasn't you, huh? But I think, I think it's a good thing that, well, I don't know. It's because it's a hard thing because I, I think the majority of people are doing that and it's not them. But they're doing it because it's their job. And if they don't do it, if they don't act a certain way at work, they're not going to keep their job. So they do it. But is that a bad thing too? Because now now the majority of people are not being themselves. I I think it's, um, I think it's, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you, and it's going to hurt you financially, you, you, you're just naturally going to tend to do it. It's almost like they're in character. But let me ask you a question. If somebody, let's say they're just in character. That's how I describe it. Just so you know. Um, let's say somebody breaks character. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel better with the with the person? Or does the unprofessionalism make you be like, oh, like, I don't know. It depends on what's said. Because usually just if it's, I, I think I'll remain neutral unless it's something where it's like unacceptably rude or like uh, if he's like, it, it just depends. Like if he's no longer, if you don't have a smile, like if he came in all cheery, like, like, how you doing guys? Whatever yeah. the hell. And then it tor- towards the middle, he was like, oh, I'll bring, I'll bring your thing, whatever, whatever. Nah, I don't care. But if it's, if he, if he starts saying like, I don't know if you start saying something rude and I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I, one thing that I don't like about um, when you order, like you have to do this, but like I'm when, when we go, we go out, we, we eat at a restaurant and you sit down and then the waiter comes back and they ask you, how's everything tasting? Right. And you have hella food in your mouth. Yeah. I'm like, that's hella gay. I don't like, I don't like that, but I do but I understand I, that yeah. they need to come check on you. Like they're supposed to. Yeah, because maybe maybe your food's not the way you like it and you're not, you don't want to say nothing. But when they come to you and they tell you that, maybe it's like a more opening way of saying like everything okay. Yeah, so like, I understand why they do it. Everything but, tasting good? Nah. Yeah, but it's just Delicious. awkward because now I got to get into character too. Like, oh yeah, it tastes great. And then when they sit there and they talk to you for a little bit, when you're just trying to eat. I don't like that either. That happens but see, rarely, the, but it does happen. The, the jobs that I've had, I was never in character. It was just me. And that's only because the jobs that I have were always like, I don't know what you would call them, but like jobs were, there's no need, your behavior doesn't need to change or nothing like that. Like working in Northern Concrete and it's just, you're working with a bunch of people. A lot of them... um Maybe like a lot of them had a trouble pass and they couldn't get jobs. And there was the, in the concrete place, that was one of the places that they were hiring felons and stuff like that. So giving people second chances and stuff. 
So a lot of people there, you know, came, uh, came out from jail, whatever, and then they were they went there. And a lot of people were cool. A lot of people were cool there. So I think it, it doesn't like I didn't I didn't really have problems with anybody. So it just shows you that these people are not bad people. You know, they just made mistakes. But I remember um I remember one time at work and they had brought in popsicles. They had brought in popsicles to work for everybody oh, for summertime. the cruise. Now we have two break rooms. So they took pop somebody took popsicles to the other break room and somebody else took popsicles to this break room. So when they brought the popsicles in, everybody came out and said, There's popsicles, whatever, in the in the freezer. Everybody come get some. Everybody went and we got some. I got some and people were grabbing too. And whatever. So one of the guys came in, which I knew him. He was cool. He came in, he grabbed his popsicle. He's like, I'm going to save mine for later. And he puts it back in the fridge. Everybody else ate theirs. So then we were sitting there because it wasn't, I think we had different break times because he said, I'm going to put mine in the fridge. And then he went back outside. But we were still in there. And probably like um, 20, 30 minutes later or when we were about to leave, break was over. Somebody came in and was like, oh, I heard we had popsicles, whatever, and went into the fridge. And he grabbed the one that the guy had left there for him. And they told him, hey, oh, that's, that's what's his name. And he and they're like, what's his name? He put it there. He's like, I don't care, man. I didn't have one. I didn't have one. So then he ate it. Like, okay, whatever. Somebody went and told him, the guy who put the popsicle in the fridge for later, Somebody went and told him that he ate his popsicle. <laughs> and that guy, he he's one of those people who just came out from jail or prison. I'm not sure. So I'm pretty sure the, the rules that they have in there is like you, you don't do shit like that. How old? You don't do shit in normal like that, right? If that's somebody else's, somebody already claims just it. bad manners. But yeah. how old? How old? How old are the guys? The dude um, that ate the popsicle and then the owner of the popsicle, how old are they? The owner of the popsicle was probably like in his 30s. And then the other guy? Probably early 30s, maybe like 32. And the other guy was probably like in his late 20s, maybe like 28, 29, oh. something like that. And he found out that he ate his popsicle and he, he came back in there. He came back in there. And by then, I was I had already left. And I only found out about it because they came and told me. So I didn't see it. But... They said that he went up to him and grabbed him by his shit, by his shirt, and picked him up and was, um, was like cussing at him, telling him a bunch of, I'm going to beat your ass over, over a popsicle. And I'm like, this, it, it, it's crazy too because they told him, like everybody knows him. Like he's, he, the dude was hella cool. He wasn't, a, he never had problems with him. But I just think when you take somebody's shit, you never know what somebody's going to do to you, right? And you can't, I don't feel like you can tell anybody how to react to your, react, how to react to your action. A lot of people would be like, oh, I just, I did, like, I just ate your popsicle and you slapped me or something like that. That's not right. But it's like, how can you do something to me first and then be the, tell me how to react? You got to understand that you can call somebody a bitch and they might sock you. And you might be like, I just called you a bitch though. That's it. 
But that's why you you gotta be aware of what you say and understand that what you say has consequences. But but most people over there were good. But most jobs that I had, I wasn't required to be like, "Hi, how you doing?" Whatever, nothing like that. And even when I did have interactions with people, I would talk to them normally, just like I would. I I mean, just like how you doing, whatever. But that's just me though, because I I say that to people all the time. But I think the majority of people are good. I think the majority of people are good, and we have bad apples and stuff. Did they end up fighting? I don't think so. I think the dude just picked them up, threatened them, and then let them go. Like, he just punked them, basically, and then let them go. I think, I don't know. Actually, no, I think he did sock his ass because they suspended him. Oh. And there, they suspend you, like school. You get in trouble. You, like, I never, that was pretty weird to me, but you get in a fight and you get suspended for two or three days. And somebody I knew too came in drunk, came in drunk. And this job requires you to operate heavy, heavy machinery. Came in drunk and they just suspended him. How drunk though? Faded, twisted. Done? Done, done. He couldn't walk straight? Damn near, no. <clears throat> he couldn't pass that test where they put that shit on your face? Hell no. He and couldn't walk in a line for sure. <laughs> he couldn't, but... um. And um, yeah, he, he performed though, or they or they caught him right away. Well, he came in. I knew him. I knew him, right? So, and I already I already knew him, so I can tell. And oh, this wasn't the first time. Well, I had he has this wasn't the first time, but this is like the first time that he's came in this bad. Oh, so so he so you tell you, you know how you can smell it. But yeah. they still, they can still function. They took the, it's like, it was like that the first few times yeah. where you could just, oh, this dude drank a little bit. Well, it was like that. It was like that down here every day. Mm. And um, definitely a problem with with alcohol. But he, he, it was normal. He was fine, everything, whatever. And he got on the machinery and everything. And this time he came in and you can just tell, you can just tell that like he was in no condition to be working, especially because, um, like the, the, the stuff we do is like hard work and you have to be alert because there's cranes involved. There's bobcats, there's, um, uh, sky tracks, there's a bunch of machinery that you gotta be paying attention to. And when we move stuff, we move the boxes and the boxes, you move them in L forms and stuff like that shapes. Uh, their walls and that we put together and those walls are hella heavy. So we move them. You just got to be alert. So when he came and I seen him and I seen how he was and I was like, what the hell? And um, um, he told me, he's like, um, I think he told me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he told me because how would I know? He told me um, we've been, we've been drinking all night. He said, he was like, I was in, I think he said like Pontiac or an hour away. He was drinking, and then he's like, we just drove over here to work. So they haven't slept yet. Okay. And I had seen him, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, he's in no condition to work, right? But he's here already. So I'm like, I was like, all right, but you're not getting on any machines. Like, you're not getting on the, I forgot what it was called, the, the chain truck or whatever. So you're not going to get on none of that. Just, like, chill, stay low. And whatever he said, all right. 
I I go, I go, I went to the to the bathroom or to my locker to get something. This is probably like five, ten minutes after I went over there. And when I was walking back, um, I had seen that the safety guy was there because there was a safety guy who walked around occasionally and he would just look, make sure everything's up to standard or whatever. And um he would be on me if I was wearing um glasses, black glasses. Oh, they had to be clear? Or like the yellow? No, he would just question me. I think he thought I was on drugs or something. Oh. Because he would be like, why are you wearing shades on? Why are you wearing your shades on? And I was like, I don't know, because I want to. And he's like, um, there's no sun. And I was like, so? I like wearing them. I said, I like, I don't, I don't like the, it's still bright. I don't like wearing them. He, he was like, oh, okay. And then he just left. But he, that guy was walking around. And then, uh. I get he, when I when I was walking back, the dude who who came in in that condition, all drunk, he was on top of the box. Now the box, I had told him specifically, don't get on the box. We'll, we'll do the because of the box you had a, it's like clamps all over the blocks, the box, and you have to uh, untighten everything, all the clamps. And I told him, don't worry about it. We'll do everything like that. Don't go up there. He was up there, and he was like. Like this on the box. He was the standing? box. Yeah, he was standing on the box. The box is very small. You have maybe, depending on the box, sometimes there's like this much to sit on. So like a foot and a half. Yeah, but but on of space for your this, feet. No, no, but never mind, never mind. Because that's how it is. But after it's completed, we put like uh, plywood down so you can walk. Oh, people plywood down. You don't need to go on the inside. But of the still, wall? there's a bunch of clamps that you have to jump over, so you can easily trip. But he was up there and he was like this, like, like that, and uh, so he got down on one knee and was loosening the clamps. And I guess the safety guy seen him when he was standing up, and he's like, "Come down here, buddy, real quick." And I was, and he's, I was like, "Damn," I'm like, "They're gonna fire his ass," because I had never seen anybody. I didn't get suspended or anything like that. And I'm like, this guy's drunk. So who who does that, right? If, you, if you're drunk, they're going to fire you. Every job does that. So he's like, come down, buddy. He's like, why? And by now I'm here listening. I'm just standing there. And uh, and I told him, I told the safety guy, what's going on? I told him what's going on. And he's like, um, we think that he might be drinking. So he and I was like, oh. And he's like, you know anything? No. So he, he kept telling him, come down, buddy. He's like, come on, let me, let me just talk to you real quick. And then he's like, all right. So he came down and you could tell like how even how he came down. Like, I'm surprised he didn't fall. And he came down and then they, he told him, uh, let's let's not talk here. He told him, let's go talk in my office. And then I didn't see him no more. And the safety guy took him home. <laughs> Drove him home. That's what I was gonna say because I was thinking in my head like, okay, so they suspended his ass. What the what what, what the fuck would he do? Because he would get dropped off. I'm sure he got dropped. Yeah, off he got dropped day, off or that day. So I'm like, I wonder if he just slept in somebody's car. I thought I was gonna ask you, but yeah, no, the safety guy actually took him home. Yeah, that's probably the best and because one. the next the, the, he didn't come for like two or three days, and I didn't hear nothing from him. So in my head, I'm like, damn, they fired his ass. And then like the fourth fifth day, he just showed up, and I was like, what the hell. I was like, I thought they fired your ass. And he's like, nah. And I was like, what happened? What, what happened when he took you to the office? 
And he said, he just talked to me a little bit. He was telling me like, come on, man. He's like, how are you going to be doing this at your job? And was like, during the whole ride home, he said he was just trying to like lecture me. And this is a, the, this, the safety guy was probably, he, he was in his sixties probably. He's an older man. And he, he's been working at that company for like 30 some years. So the, his position now was just to like be the safety guy. But he was saying, he was telling them that he was telling them like, don't do this, whatever, like, um, best dangerous and a bunch of other stuff. But they let him stay there. They let him stay there. And, um, and that was that. But most of the jobs that I had, they didn't, they didn't require you to be somebody else. And I think those are the jobs that I always went to because I just, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be a waiter. Like, that's just not for me. That's just not for me to be um, constantly greeting people or, or whatever. Maybe now it would be a little bit more different because I, I've learned to understand that, like, I, I, my whole perspective has changed. I used to be like more like to myself and more antisocial and more like not wanting to conversate with anybody, like no interest. And now it's more different the way I view people and stuff like that. Because I realize that I realize that we need people for your happiness. You need other people. My perspective changed because understanding that people like, Think of how you live your day every day. You consume a bunch of shit. When you grab your water, there's somebody who packaged this shit. When you when you watch your favorite show, there's somebody who made the shit. Something just died. There's somebody who made the show. When you do everything, somebody made it. You know, a video game or whatever. Somebody made it. it. It made me change my perspective on people and humans in general. Like We need each other. And with each other, we make each other's life better. And when I realized that, my whole perspective changed of like how to view people. And that's why now I'm like um, super open to conversation with people if they talk to me or whatever and try to be more willing to conversate with people. Thank you for listening to the AB Podcast. You can follow us in the links below. All our social medias are linked there. If you want to buy some merch, the merch that we're usually wearing in the podcast, you can buy it as well. The link will be below.